This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Onions, garlic, celery, balsamic vinegar. Tomato paste. That's a big word for Elmo. Hi, I'm Rachel Hampton, and you're listening to ICYMI. In case you missed it, Slate's podcast about internet culture. And today, we're bringing back an annual ICYMI tradition. And can I just say it's kind of wild to me that this show has been going on long enough to have annual traditions that have been done more than once. Um, I want to thank y'all. I'm going to be a little sappy for a moment. I want to thank y'all for sticking around for the past year and a half. I know that without Madison, the show has been a little all over the place, and I too miss having a regular co-host, but we are still working on finding the best person for the job, and I appreciate y'all's patience. Now that my sappy moment is over, back to tradition. So much of covering internet culture is talking about like the bad and dumb stuff online in a given week, the Elon and the depth you heard and the lesbian emu influencers of the world. So today we're going to do the complete opposite and talk about some of the things on the internet that we are thankful for this year. Last year, we had a Friendsgiving special that featured Christina Grace Tucker and Elamine Abdel Mahmoud, and y'all should definitely check it out if you haven't already. But this year we're doing again with new friends. After a short break, I'll be back with Kelsey McKinney, who y'all have heard on the show before, and Alex Sujong Laughlin. I love both of them dearly, not least because they make one of my favorite podcasts, Normal Gossip. If y'all aren't listening to Normal Gossip, then what are you even doing? Go download it right now. While you're doing that, I'm going to set my table, light some candles, put out some baked mac and cheese and cornbread dressing, and when I'm done, I'll be back with Kelsey and Alex. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. 
Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. And I'm back with Kelsey McKinney and Alex Sujong Laughlin, the two brilliant minds behind one of mine and also the whole world's favorite podcast, Normal Gossip. Kelsey, hello. Hello, Rachel. Alex, hi. <laughs> hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm so excited y'all are here. We are super excited. I'm super excited. I've never been on the show, but I've heard Kelsey on it, and I listen every week, twice a week. Oh, my God. Wow, We're that's huge fans. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, now that y'all have made me blush, I'm so happy y'all are here to tell me all the things on the internet that happened this year that you're actually thankful for. I can't believe we're being so positive. First question is one that we ask on the show, but I don't think I asked you last time you were here, Kelsey, but what is y'all's first internet memory? So the the calculus I was trying to do in my head is whether Zanga existed before I was on Neopets. Like, I think it might have been Zanga. <laughs> Mm. But I'm not sure about the, like, timing. I've always been a blogger. So I had, like, I had a Zanga. I had a live journal. I had a blogger. I had a WordPress. Mm-hmm. I had, like, mm-hmm. every iteration of that terrible land. <laughs> um, but my, I think my earliest memory is most, mostly our being on AIM and, like, the sound of the internet connection. All right, Alex, when did you first log on and never, never log <laughs> off? Well, my first internet experiences I think were a little less sophisticated than Zanga in that I believe it was like you know walking over to my family's computer in our second like in our little guest room and going on to the MSN search and searching things like Barbie and <laughs> kissing <laughs> yes <laughs> Just to see what would come up. What could be there? What could possibly come up? (laughs) No, I think that's really sophisticated. (laughs) Yeah, that's certainly more sophisticated than what I was doing, which was like ranking Britney Spears albums on my Zanga page. (laughs) She knew what she was looking for. (laughs) That is absolutely beautiful. Um, Actually, both of these are beautiful and that it's very like... I think representative of most people's internet experience, which is either <laughs> I want to look up something romance related <laughs> or yep. I wish to blog. I wish to post. <laughs> <laughs> Please let me post. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll never let you stop. <laughs> and now I'm trapped in this prison of my own making. It's beautiful. Yeah, you are. I don't think I've ever divulged this on the show, but Alex, you reminded me of one of my first internet experiences was me and my older brother. Um, my mother was in grad school when we were younger, so we would wait in her office while she was teaching class. And we would just go to a website called stupid.com. Oh <laughs> my God. All the time. And they just sold <laughs> terrible little gag gifts. Like think um, a, a plastic Santa figurine that pooped chocolate. Like that oh my was- God. <laughs> Stupid.com. On stupid.com. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, that was the time when you could search by just putting dot com after any word and mm-hmm. seeing what comes up. 
Yeah. My friend told me to search girls.com once and I was like, that sounds great. Yeah. I want to go to girls.com. Yeah. She it was scary. You. Yeah. It was scary. <laughs> it was not for like little girls like me. And you know what? That's also not surprising for an early internet memory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So true. I forgot about that though, that like there was no centralized search engine really Mm -hmm. and so like very early on people would just tell you to go to websites which is like I guess that's kind of my job now when I'm like please navigate to defector.com and get a (laughs) subscription so I can have a job but it is like nobody types in URLs anymore no we don't I remember writing down MapQuest URLs yeah (laughs) a terrible time before we go too far down memory lane um we're still gonna go down memory lane but pull it back a bit which is what is the first meme of 2022 that y'all remember? So I luckily had prep on this. Like you told me that you were going to ask this question. Otherwise, I would have been like, I don't know, some meme from 700 years ago. Like that girl, the girl and the guy looking back over their shoulder, right? I'd be like, was oh that my 2022? God. Distracted Who knows? boyfriend. Um, <laughs> So I had time to think about it. And I think I don't know if like TikTok sounds count as memes. I'm not sure like what the definition of meme is here. But there was this one sound in very early 2022, which was like the center of the song All Star, but it would say some body like and it would hit the body really hard. Some body won't. And all this sound was, was like slapstick humor. So it was just like people stitching themselves, like running into door frames to the sound, like just like eating it. And I am like a sucker for that shit. So I was like, this is perfect to me. So I saved like 500 of those. (laughs) That definitely counts as a good one. And knowing you like slapstick humor, I'm going to send you a TikTok after this that I literally cried laughing at. I can't wait to see it. Alex? Um, I'm going to say just all of Che Diaz of <laughs> Sex and the City reboot and just like that. Um, there were thirst tweets about Che, but there was mm-hmm. also a lot of just like, what the fuck is Che Diaz? Like, why did they do this to this person? <laughs> why did they make such a cringy character? Um, just Chadia's all around. Um, the first one that I remember from this year, I don't know if y'all remember this one, but you remember Elmo paper towel roll? A plastic water bottle and a paper towel roll. Balsamic <laughs> vinegar. <laughs> Balsamic vinegar. Balsamic, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Elmo. Elmo. When was that? That was January of this year, I think. Yeah. Balsamic vinegar. Balsamic vinegar. <laughs> Lettuce, tomato, balsamic wow. vinegar. Everybody's so creative. Truly. <laughs> like, oh really. Also, the moment we, and by we, I mean y'all found out that Elmo is a member of the African American community. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. That was He's an enlightening time. Of the diaspora. <laughs> Um, so what is a trend from 2022 that you're, you're happy exists and you hope continues? Cause I feel like there are a lot of trends that exist for a moment and then you're like, I, I could do without that one, but there's some where you're like, keep doing this forever. I feel like a little dumb for referencing TikTok again, but the one I want to pick is that I, I just feel like 
there is this thing ha- that happened explicitly this year where one audio clip would be like taken completely out of context, right? I'm thinking about the like, I was Josh Safdie's muse in uncut gems, <laughs> right? Like yeah. this like uncut one jobs. sentence that mm-hmm. like some one person was like, this is funny. And so they clipped that audio and then it's like, Three days later, it's now like backed by a trance song being danced to by mm-hmm. Gritty. Like I'm yeah. like, I love that. And I think yeah. it's so funny. And every time it happens where someone just pulls this like one sentence out of an interview and is like, no, this is culture now. Yeah. I'm like, this is beautiful to me and I love it. Like who cares about the PR talking points when we can say uncut gems? Uncut gems. Or my money don't jiggle jiggle. It folds. Exactly. <laughs> yes. So one trend that I hope continues is not, it hasn't actually started, is the thing. But it has been referenced so many times this year. And it's the fucking Beyonce visuals for Renaissance. Oh, yeah. Drop them! (laughs) Beyonce visuals win. Truly! That's what I wake up at 3 a.m. in a dead panic about. It's like, how am I going to be remembered? And when is Beyonce going to drop the motherfucking visuals? Just asking questions. Speaking of, Alex. Mm. So I think that the thing that I am that that immediately came to mind was just like how skeptical a certain corner of like Gen Z on TikTok is of working and of productivity mm. and of like buying into corporate culture broadly. Um, definitely not all of Gen Z, because there's also like a hyper corporate, like a day in my life working at Google as a 24 year old. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen those. But there's there's this other corner that's like fuck your job, like time theft, um, quiet which, quitting. Yeah, yeah, like brings us to quiet quitting, which is a little like I feel a little eye roll about it, but whatever. Um, I am in support of it in theory. Uh, but yeah, love to see it. Love to see the younger people. Um, calling out their millennial bosses for the brainwashing that they're still um, subject to, myself included. I love that. It's true. Yeah, that's a I great think choice. I'm not going to say I believe the children are the future because some of them are <laughs> stupid, but <Yes>. a <laughs> lot of them got the right fucking idea. Okay, so it's somehow November. I forgot what month it was there for a moment. but we need to see some proof. What that means is that we're approaching the end of the year, which means we're approaching the end of the year trends. I feel like there's every single year something happens and everyone's like, here's my end of the year. But most of them suck. But do y'all have any that you look forward to? I really enjoy the like annual version of the monthly photo dump where people post Mm. the weird random shit that defined their year in one long Instagram post. I really enjoy that. I really enjoy, I mean, more broadly, the photo dump trend I think has been fun uh, because it's brought Instagram to a less polished place, I think, Mm -hmm. um, which is something we've been craving. So I am really excited about that because I just want to see your like weird screenshots and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The random blurry photos you took of yeah. a bar. Mm-hmm. Post them. I'm mad because I was also going to pick um, <laughs> the Instagram end of year photo dump just because oh I, I find it like 
I'm just going to expand on what you said, I guess, which is that (laughs) I find it really interesting now that the monthly photo dumps are so prevalent, Mm -hmm. what people choose for their end of year photo dumps. Because Mm. like, I'm not strategic. So I'm like, who knows if I've posted this photo before. Mm -hmm. But some of the people posting are like, I've saved these photos. And I'm like, I can't wait to see what weird screenshot you saved from March for me to see in your end of year um, photo dump. The other thing I was thinking about, and I don't know what their plan is for this, and the app is janky enough that they might not have one, but I'm really interested to see what Be Real does. I'm like, I would like to see some kind of Be Real end of year wrapped. Mm. I don't know how they would do that, but it would be fun. I, I don't have Be Real. Um, That's okay. I you don't have to. I mean, it's kind of an abdication of my job, <laughs> but... Mm. You can't participate in everything. And that one doesn't have memes. So. And that's why I'm not on it. Thank you. Yeah. There's no no discourse on Be Real. (laughs) No. No discourse. Not one joke. (laughs) And that's fine. But I'm like, I can't have this on my phone. Thank you for absolving me of that. I I really felt a little bit guilty about not having that on my phone. You don't need to. Thank you so much. Um, I I agree with y'all. The photo dump is one of my favorite things on the internet right now. It it really has acquainted me with how much I love taking random photos of things and also posting them. <laughs> <laughs> I just posted a beautiful collection of every single time. Not every single time, but every single time I've cried and remembered to take a photo of it on Instagram. Uh-huh. And I called it Year in Tears. And it, Oh, my God. It was sh- just... I really proud of that post to be completely it was honest. a good post thanks amazing i i just saw a tiktok that was like a girl presenting the data of how many times she cried over the course of a month and why and she kept her data in a google doc and every time she cried she like rated it according to how intense it was why she cried Virgo, I can't remember Virgo. if there was anything else, but it was like a data, a whole data presentation at the end of the month. And I was like, wow, the commitment to the bit. I love it. That's yeah. That's the earth sign version of what I did as a, as a Pisces. <laughs> yeah. Your comments were dragging you to hell for being a Pisces, which Every I posted my single... comment before I read the other ones. But I was like, damn it. <laughs> Every single comment was just like my little Pisces baby, or this is the yeah. most Pisces trash I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm having an incredible time with y'all, but it is time to take a short break. When we come back, I'll be asking y'all the most important question that I have, which is what is the horniest thing you've seen on the internet? And also the best thing. They might be the same thing. In 2007, TV network CBS dropped 40 kids in the middle of the New Mexico desert as part of a brand new reality show. These kids would have to build their own society from scratch. And if this sounds like Lord of the Flies to you, well, it was meant to. We were on this mission together. We were going to prove to the world that we could make a better society than adults could. I'm Josh Gwynn, and I want to know what this wild TV experiment was really about. Split Screen, Kid Nation, a six-part podcast from CBC. Available now. Hi, this is Dahlia Lithwick, host of Slate's legal podcast, Amicus. If you're listening to this show, you might be interested in Amicus's live show that we're hosting in Washington, D.C. on Tuesday, May the 14th. My colleague, Mark Joseph Stern, and I will be talking to some amazing guests, including Sherilyn Eiffel and a sitting state Supreme Court justice. 
all about how originalism, a relatively recently invented way of interpreting the Constitution, has taken over the Supreme Court and radically reshaped the law. It's been doctrinal rocket fuel for the conservative legal movement and facilitated the rolling back of abortion rights, the expansion of gun rights, and the obliteration of the separation of church and state. And as another wildly consequential Supreme Court term careers to its end, the court's originalists are on a tear. But there's something you can do about it, and we hope you'll join us in D.C. on May 14th to explore the possible pathways out of the current situation. Go to slate.com slash amicus live for tickets. Hey, y'all, if you love our podcast, and I really hope you do, then please consider subscribing to Slate Plus. When you subscribe to Slate Plus, you get no ads on any Slate podcast, including your favorite one, I See Why Mine. You'll also be supporting the show. In case you missed it, it would not be possible without the support of Slate Plus subscribers. You will also get bonus segments or episodes on shows like Slow Burn, Amicus, Mom and Dad Are Fighting, and Big Moon, Little Mood. And you will also get unlimited reading on the Slate website, which means you get access to every single article and advice column without ever hitting the paywall. To get all of that, just visit slate.com slash ICYMI plus to sign up. That is slate.com slash ICYMI plus. And I'm back with Kelsey McKinney and Alex Sujong Laughlin, the brilliant geniuses behind Normal Gossip. They're here to talk to me about Friendsgiving. Um, so in in the spirit of Thanksgiving, I guess, what's your favorite thing that happened on the internet this year? What are you thankful for? I, I made it come back. <laughs> yeah, that was It nice. took me a minute. <laughs> I am most thankful for the discourse around Leah Michelle's illiteracy <laughs> and the extent to which people are willing to take it. Currently, if you look at Leah Michelle's comments on TikTok, <laughs> people are writing their comments and then in parentheses putting emoji translations. No, <laughs> no. Which I just like, what a beautiful world we live in that all of these people were like, not only do I completely buy this conspiracy theory and mm-hmm. accept it as truth, but I will also be posting a translation for my comments so that just in case she is illiterate, she can still read that I want to say, you are my queen. <laughs> oh my god it's just a perfect moment on the internet like <laughs> couldn't exist anywhere else i feel like i have a few and they're all please incredibly stupid Good. um so i think philly chicken man revived something deep in my oh, soul no, god bless alex <laughs> really, go birds baby <laughs> i was like I cannot believe I get to be alive in this moment and see this. I love it so much. Um, Scamilton also. Oh my God. Wait, can I tell you two things about Philly Chicken Man that I think you need to know? Yes, please. (laughs) The the first is that this man, after completing his challenge, which if people don't know what it was, it was eating 40 rotisserie chickens in Mm -hmm. 40 days. After he completed this challenge, he then partnered with the community fridge in (gasps) Philadelphia to get people to donate $10 for rotisserie chickens, which I think is really nice. It's adorable. That's so sweet. Yes. We love the South Philly community fridges here in South Philly. Um, The second thing I want you to know is that he's married, 
which like just really changed my understanding of this challenge. But the way that I learned this is that when he fin- when he finished eating the chicken on mm-hmm. the pier behind the Walmart, <laughs> yes. um, <laughs> the crowd, he was like, where's my wife? Right. Yes. And as mm-hmm. she like came up to him, they all chanted chicken wife, wow. chicken wife. And I no. think about this every day because I'm like, imagine being a normal woman and then suddenly <laughs> your chicken wife. You're suddenly- <laughs> You have been made in a chicken wife. I love that, but I will say that finding out about the fact that this man is not single did not really warm my heart. In fa- <laughs> instead, <laughs> it, I was distraught. <laughs> <laughs> I was distraught. I was like, I was ready to be chicken wife. But Yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> I think it just really changes the idea to me of someone eating a whole chicken every day if you're not single and living alone which is what I had assumed (laughs) no it does change like the optics the environment it gives it does make it more endearing if a bit sadder for me personally yeah I'm sorry about your loss thank you so much I'm sorry for distracting you Rachel you were gonna also talk about Scamilton honestly that was not even that important Philly chicken man was more important (laughs) (laughs) that was a good one um Philly chicken man and then Spitgate I will say, (laughs) brought me the most joy this year. (laughs) I don't know what that says about me, but (laughs) Spitgate was phenomenal. I really missed Spitgate. It was part of a long stretch of news events over like three days. Yes. And I was like, wait, but Florence isn't there. Oh, mm-hmm. but she looks so hot. Mm-hmm. Oh, but they're all standing weird. And yeah. and Chris Pine with the camera and mm-hmm. Spit. Yes. And that that's my experience of Spitgate. I think that's a pretty accurate okay. interaction with Spitgate <laughs> as a thing that happened at the time. Because we, we in, in the Don't Worry Darling saga, we <laughs> really didn't know what was happening at that point. It yeah. was really all just like, okay... Florence has beef because of Shia. Olivia Wilde is riding a horse. Um, yeah. And also maybe Harry Styles. <laughs> and for some reason, Chris Pine is being spat upon. And I analyzed that clip so many times. I stared deep into the grainy, pixelated footage. And what's to your take? Out. I honestly don't know. I went back and forth. I'm even less certain now than I was at the beginning. And that's my favorite kind of mystery where I truly am like, I don't know what the fuck is happening. <laughs> I love I it. Truly, I think Spitgate was the first time that I felt that like we were coming back into like a society because <laughs> oh I God. went to a party and someone was like, Kelsey, you're online internet poisoned. What's <laughs> happening here? And I was like, all right, kids, sit down. Buckle <laughs> like, up. Okay, so do you know who Chris Pine is, right? Like we need yeah. to get through these mm-hmm. things. We have some basics to cover. But I also just fully believe that all the publicists on that movie are geniuses. And so I think yes. that it's all a ruse. And oh. I'm going to go to my grave believing that SpitLab was engineered by a PR firm in Los wow. Angeles and that they are geniuses and should be paid millions of dollars. 
Honestly, having just finally watched Don't Worry Darling, I think you're right. Because seeing that movie, it's really just like, I can't believe we did all of that over this. What is going on here? They just released the like, Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles are like taking a break. And I'm like, these people have probably been broken up for eight months. Like, I do not buy this. They kept them together in public for the PR. This is Kelsey's conspiracy hour. Like... We're renaming the show. It's no longer ICYMI. It's called Kelsey's Conspiracy Hour. The first conspiracy is there was no spit. (laughs) Or if the spit did exist, it was planted by a PR firm. Yes. If you zoom in on the spit, there's actually a tiny camera. (laughs) There's a tiny trademark on it. (laughs) There's a little sticker that says, don't worry, darling. (laughs) If you zoom on the spit, there's a QR code. (laughs) (laughs) I can talk about this forever, but we've got to keep going. Um, Kind of keeping in line with the general positive vibes of the moment. What's the best interaction that you've had online this year? It can be like in the DMs. It can be for y'all the best piece of gossip you've been given Mm. this year. Mm. It can just be somebody who tweeted something really nice at you. Man. Was I prepared to talk about good things? No. Do I have a tweet pulled up that said, wow, the Bronte sisters really were the Haim sisters of their time? Yes. (laughs) Is that helpful here? No. Um. I mean, to be very cheesy, Normal Gossip launched this year. And so, like, we started the year being like, I don't know, maybe some people listen to this thing. Um, And it's been just so exciting to see how people have connected with it. I think a really nice experience that I had was somebody messaged the account and they were a public school teacher in Texas. And this was after the shootings in Uvalde. And they were just feeling really, really run down. And they said that this show like week to week was the thing that was giving them happiness and joy, uh, which is exactly what we were hoping to do. So it feels really good just to see how people connect with it. That's so sweet. That's really nice. (laughs) I love that so much. I don't have like a good one of these off the top of my head, but I also think this year was a prime year for like my friend group taking really tiny memes, like things that weren't widespread and being like this is now important to our friendship (laughs) Mm -hmm. and like I think that's a really nice thing that online can give you where it's like oh we're now all saying chow mama because some random man said that it was the phrase of fall on TikTok (laughs) (laughs) wait that's actually kind of a perfect segue my next question was what is like a tweet or a TikTok or like a meme from this year that is seared into your brain and it sounds like chow mama (laughs) Chalmama is a real one. How is that supposed to be used in like its phraseology? What did this man mean when he said it's a phrase so, of the fall? Oh man. So this man's name is Ricky Gourmet. He lives in Los Angeles. He's <laughs> oh. always wearing like a flat, flat build hat. Um, I cannot remember. I think he calls himself a vibe connoisseur, which is just like Same. perfect. Um, so like one of the vibes he has recommended is drinking iced coffee out of a like five cup Pyrex container. (laughs) Like that's a vibe he recommends. Um, but in one of them, he was like, here are the future phrases. And the last one was ciao mama. (laughs) 
Of course. And the final one's pretty simple. It's a replacement for goodbye. I just feel like everyone needs to go, ciao, mama. Instead of saying goodbye, it'd just be a much more spicy life we'd all be living. So anyway, those are my three. Let me know what happens when you use them and have a great rest of your day. Ciao, mama. That's beautiful. All right, so that's a good one to get stuck in your head. (laughs) I think that the thing that's going to be seared into my mind uh, from this year are all of the very, very, very funny things that happened on Twitter over the last, like, three weeks. Yeah. Uh, As people paid $8 for Twitter Blue to get verified under Mm -hmm. the wrong name. Yes. Um, And I think my favorite, there were were many good ones, my favorite is the fake American Girl doll account, (laughs) where it was like, Felicity owns slaves. (laughs) (laughs) I just... I will I will never be able to think of the downfall of Twitter without thinking of that tweet. <laughs> I did not see that. <laughs> oh, you have Oh, it's a perfect tweet. <laughs> so good. Okay, moving on. Um what is the horniest content you've seen on the internet this year and by horniest i mean it's not really meant to be horny because like obviously you know consuming porn doesn't count that's just that's just normal business but like what was the most what was the best accidentally horny content you've seen oh accidentally it could also be intentionally but like it's it's horny in a way that you're kind of just like was this for public consumption uh, I got one. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> it, it's seared into my brain. Uh, it is regarding the bear. Do you, you know that uh, show? Yes, yeah the, sh- yeah, the bear, the show that takes place in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yes. The restaurant show. Specifically, <laughs> it is a tweet from Nicole Perkins of Ooh. Thirst Aid Kit. Love her. Where she posted a photo of Carmi from the bear mm-hmm. with his greasy hair and whatever. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm like... I'm like TBH, but I'm gonna say it. She said, This is the type of man who would go down on you in a dirty bar bathroom <laughs> and go back to his friends and ask for a cigarette with his chin still wet. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I saw it. She tweeted this out into the public, which makes sense because it's who she is. It's her thing. But I was like, I'm too young to see this. <laughs> You're like, I'm a minor. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That is, Nicole is an icon of highly specific thirst in a way yes. that is just People get the Nobel Peace Prize for things, but I really feel like maybe they don't deserve it as much as Nicole does. She has really done a very specific thing that is very good for the culture, I would say. Yes. Yeah. Wow. That's a good one. Kelsey? Oh, mine is just this man who chops wood on TikTok. Oh my God. That's all he I does. Know it's, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man. I'm like not even, I don't even know his name. I don't follow him. It doesn't I'm matter. I'm like not even that attracted he doesn't have to a him, name. but he just exists to me. Like I'm oh like, I open my TikTok and it's like, he's splitting some wood with his bare hands. And I'm like, I'm not even attracted to you, but I do want to see if you're going to chop this all the way through. And then you're oh my just God. stuck there. When he calls a stump juicy. What? It's not he, juicy. That, that man knows his audience. I will give he him He knows that. exactly what like, he's doing. He does. He does. 
I've had a phenomenal time, but we do have to unfortunately send you off into the night so warm and fuzzy because you've thought about all the great things about the internet. But the last thing I want to ask is where can our listeners find y'all on the internet? You can find the podcast is everywhere that you can get a podcast. It's Normal Gossip, and we're on Instagram at, at Normal Gossip. And then I'm on literally every social media at, at McKinney Kelsey. I am on every social media as Alex Laughs, uh, including Mastodon? Question mark. I don't know. What? I I just had a tech reporter explain Mastodon to me, and I still don't understand what it is. It seems too serious. I'm like, are there jokes there? Doesn't seem like it. So no, I don't there's want no it. jokes there. <laughs> I don't want. I, it. I want. I want Felicity owned slaves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. So true, Queen. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh I've had a phenomenal time. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. It's a blessing. <laughs> All right, that is the show. We'll be back in your feed on Saturday, so please subscribe. It is the best way to never miss an episode, to never miss a special guest, to never miss some things that we're actually thankful for. Please leave a rating and review on Apple or Spotify. I'd be so thankful for that. And tell your friends about us. You can follow us on Twitter at ICYMI underscore pod as long as Twitter is still alive. But when it dies, you can DM us your questions at ICYMI at slate.com. ICYMI is produced by Daniel Schrader and me, Rachel Hampton. Daisy Rosario is our senior supervising producer and Lucia Montgomery is Slate's VP of audio. See you online or at the Thanksgiving table. What is the first meme of 2021 that y'all remember? I know this is a hard question. Not least because it's not 2021, it's 2022. Let me me ask. Again, my God. First meme of 2021, January 6th insurrection. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.